somebody for just a couple moments to forget about everything you've got going on this week forget about Christmas forget about the holiday season forget about time off of work and I want you to clock in to the kingdom of God right now and give God the best praise that you've given him all year on the count of three I want you to give God the best praise that you've given him all year one two Three, somebody praise him right now. right now 
I believe in the atmospheres like this, people are changed and healed and delivered and set free and they get direction for their lives. When the people of God come hungry for the things of God and for the word of God, there is a there is an explosion that can happen in the house of God. Did anybody come to receive the word of God on a Sunday night? Praise God, praise God. Clap your hands one more time as you make your way back to your seat. Mighty God, anybody love the Lord on a Sunday night? Amen. Amen. If you would, turn in your Bibles, James chapter 4. James chapter 4. While you're turning there, let me say again what an honor it is to be here in Fort Myers. I'm so glad my family's here. Amen. All of the hospitality, the food, the fellowship. It's always second to none. We had a phenomenal time here. I hate our time is ending so short. But I'll tell you this. I believe I've got a word from God tonight for somebody in this house. Praise God. We've been in a really, really, I'll just be transparent tonight. I feel like I'm at home. I feel like I'm with my family. So I'm just going to talk to you plain. We've been in the middle of trying to move. It's been a busy week. I've been seeking direction for this service. And all of a sudden, two days ago, God dropped this word in my spirit. And he said, you're going to preach that there. I said, God, I don't have a lot of time to prepare. He said, I want you to just obey my spirit. I want you to just obey the Holy Ghost. I believe that there's a word here for somebody tonight. I believe that people are going to walk away from this thing changed. I believe that people are going to be set free. I believe that your life is going to be purposed tonight. Did anybody come with expectation that God is going to do the miraculous on a Sunday night? You ought to clap your hands one more time to the Lord. Praise God. I give honor to your leadership. They're doing a phenomenal job. Anybody thankful for your pastor and his family? We are grateful to be acquainted with them and to have them as an example to do great things for God. You guys are a blessed people, and we have been watching them from afar, and we, we, we want to be just like the Williams. Somebody say amen. Amen. I mean that. I mean that. James chapter 4, we'll begin reading or we'll read one verse of scripture, verse 14. The Bible says it this way, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? He said, what is your life? Then James answers the question and he says, it is even a vapor. That appeareth for a little time. Somebody say a little time. And then vanisheth away. And vanisheth away. He said, what is your life? For it is even a vapor. That appeareth for just a little time. And then vanishes away. For just a couple moments, I want to preach to you on this topic. Operating between the numbers operating between the numbers I wonder right now can we lift up our hands right now I wonder can somebody lift up a shout I wonder can somebody pray out and cry out to God I wonder can somebody ask God to show up in a mighty way God anoint my lips of clay oh God I pray 
that you would move powerfully, O oh God. Finish the work, O oh God, that you started in this house on a Sunday night. Give us strength. Give us direction, O oh God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Jesus, you're my strength and my redeemer. I wonder, can somebody clap your hands all over this house? Give God a shout of praise. Somebody lift up the name of Jesus on a Sunday night. Clap your hands one more time as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. Operating between the numbers. There is a dimension that we all have to contend with. It moves within the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. And it takes its cues from God and from God alone. It is a thing that we call time. Time is a thing that is measured in seconds, in minutes, in hours, in days, in weeks, months, and years. And as the saying goes, time waits for no man. It moves and is as consistent as the rising and the setting of the sun. Time has no delay. Time has no stoppage. Time just keeps on moving. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And with the first breath, the clock began to tick. The first set of numbers are placed and a birth date is set, and we start racing toward the second set of numbers because there is a thing that we call death, and it is real. And death, my friend, is inevitable. A death date is inevitable. On one side, you have the beginning, and on the other side, you have the end. But I've come to preach to somebody tonight about the space in between the numbers. I'm here to talk to somebody tonight about the only thing that you can control. You can't control when you were born, and you don't know when you're going to die. But what you can control is the space between the numbers. I've come to preach to somebody that you've got to start operating between the numbers. You got this thing called life. Each and every one of us has a life to live. Let me remind you if you must, if you forgot, and young people, let me remind you if you don't know yet that life is short. James said it in our text, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? He says, it's even a vapor. It appeareth for a little time, and then it vanishes away. James was able to, to capture the fragility of life here today and gone tomorrow. A wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Life, my friend, is a gift. But life is short, easily taken for granted. Stay with me, we're going somewhere. And if we're not careful, time will slip away 
And oftentimes we'll feel ourselves looking at our hands and, and watching the time slip between our fingertips never to re be regained again. One man said it like this, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. You've got to understand that you have such a limited amount of time. And somebody's got to start to work. And he said this thing called time. He said it's free, but it's priceless. You can't own it. But you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you lost it, you can never get it back. God sent me on a Sunday night to just wake somebody up and let you know you've got to get busy about the kingdom of God. Time is passing you by. Life is passing you by. Your calling is passing you by. Somebody's got to get busy about the kingdom business. Somebody's got to operate between the numbers. Time is ticking. The clock is ticking. And we're losing time every single moment, every single day. As day after day passes by. As minute after minute passes by. As second after second ticks off of the clock. I'm telling you, we're on a steady decline. We're on a steady decline towards the end of our lives. I'm here to tell somebody today that God wants to use you in his kingdom. That God's got something for you to do. But you've got to get busy operating between the numbers. comes a point in time where a man realizes that he's truly alive. Stay with me. A point where we have to be conscious about our mortality. A place where we have to understand that I'm only here for right now. He said man doesn't even know what's on tomorrow. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to bring you to a place that you understand you're not going to live forever. And so you've got to get busy while it is day. You got to work right now. You got to get busy with your call. You got to get busy with your purpose. You've got to operate between the numbers. Time is ticking. The clock is ticking. Somebody's got to get to work. All we've got is right now. Let me tell somebody, this is your day. This is your time. This is your moment. When you start to understand that and really comprehend and capture what that means, it means that men lived all throughout time. But right now, those men are not living, and you, my friend, are living on this earth right now for such a time as this. I wish somebody will operate between the numbers. I wish somebody will get busy about the kingdom of God. I wish somebody will get dead serious about the calling of God. Young people like to say it like this. I got next. I want to preach to you. You don't got next. You got right now. 
You got to get that type of attitude in your spirit that I'm not going to wait on God to force me to do his work. I don't have to wait on a car accident. I don't have to wait on a tragedy, but I'm going to get to work while it's day. I got to operate between the numbers. I got to get busy about the kingdom of God. We like to push destiny off to, to later down the line. We, they, they say it like this. They say youth is wasted on the young. Think about that for just a minute. I need a young person to rise up against that and start to capture. Hear me today when I'm preaching to you. You got to start to capture the youth that God has given you. You got to start to capture the strength that God has given you. You've got to start to capture the time that God has given you. You're not going to live forever, baby. I got a newsflash for you. Everybody is appointed to die, but today you're alive and you got to get busy with the kingdom and the you got to get busy with the work of God. You've got to get busy with the plan of God. You've got to get busy with the will of God. You've got to operate between the numbers. It's not a prophetic word. It's a right now word. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When you start to get a hold of how fragile this life is, when you start to get a hold of, I'm telling you, all it takes is for somebody that's close to you to pass away. I, don't, I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm telling you, when you see something like that or you see somebody in your age group that passes from this life to the next, then it puts a soberness in your spirit and a gravity that says, I'm not going to be here forever. I don't know when the end is, but I've got to work right now. This is our time. This is our moment. But what happens is the devil has an extensive toolbox. And what he'll do is he'll reach into his toolbox and he'll pull out something that we know as fear. And fear has a graveyard that's bigger than failure. And when he can get you to fear, then he can paralyze you and keep you in a place to where you're immobile. But don't ever forget that the clock is ticking. Don't ever forget that time waits for no man. Don't ever forget that time continues to move. It's no respecter of person. Time is going to keep on ticking. But somebody's got to capture and get a hold of that call. Somebody's got to shake off the fear. Somebody's got to stand and say, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Whatever God has called me to do, I can do it right now. It's fear of stepping out into the unknown. It's fear of stepping into what you know God has called you to do. It's fear of, man, I'm going to fail and make mistakes. It's fear. And what happens is you continue to, to linger in fear. And it creates this thing that we call analysis paralysis. And analysis paralysis describes an individual or a group process when overanalyzing or overthinking a situation. And it can cause for moving or decision making 
to become paralyzed. Meaning that no solution or course of action is decided upon. It's inactivity. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost right now that the enemy has gripped you with fear. And now you're inactive because you keep thinking about what can happen to me if I do this thing. Or what can happen to me if I fully engage in my calling. If I fully engage in my purpose. If I fully engage in the call of God. We stay there paralyzed by fear and analysis paralysis sets in and we keep going around in a circle. Other scripture says we are aim wandering aimlessly and we're walking around and we're not doing anything for God. But don't forget the clock is ticking. Time is moving on. Time is ticking. I'm telling you, I wish after this message, somebody gets a, top, uh, a clock in their head that won't let you sleep at night. That'll just keep on ticking. You got to get a hold of that calling. You got to get. And the enemy, he'll use fear so that you never become what God has called you to be. And he'll use your past. Because you live this type of life, you'll never be able to engage the promises and the blessings of God. But I've come to tell you, baby, on a Sunday night, that the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. You got to let your past go. You Come on, I feel like preaching right now. Somebody's got to disconnect from your past. I know it's broken. I know it's scarred. I know it's messed up. But God knows how to use people that are broken. God knows how to use people that are scarred. God knows how. But every time you try to step out and do something for God, the enemy says, where do you think you're going? You remember what's behind you? I'm preaching to somebody right now that you've got to stop looking out of the rearview mirror. He made the windshield bigger than the rearview mirror, and you got to go full steam ahead towards your calling, towards your purpose. Somebody's got to operate between the numbers. It's the only time that we've got. But it's real. For some people... It's as real as I'm standing in front of you. I messed up so I can't. I did this so I can't. I come from here so I can't. And what happens is the same thing that we talked about about fear. There is inactivity because you don't feel qualified to do the, the work of God. Let me let you in on a little bit of a secret. Nobody's qualified to do the work of God. God uses broken people in his kingdom. God... We serve a God that's able to fix things with people that are broken. His tools are broken, but God's still able to use them. God's still able to do work through them. God's still able to. But here's the trick. The trick of the enemy is to keep you at bay. Because the enemy knows 
that if you ever get a hold of your calling, if you ever get a hold of your purpose, if you ever get a hold of the reason that God created you, you can turn the world upside down. I'm telling somebody right now, you've got to get to work. You've got to get to work. You've got to get to work. Somebody's got to operate while it's day. Somebody's got to operate while you still have time left. get to this place of inactivity and the enemy wants you right here and he's praying that he can use his toolbox to keep you at bay and so he pulls out doubt, doubting God doubting the plan of God doubting how big your God is doubting that God can ever do anything with you, he uses uncertainty, he uses all of these things just to hold you at bay. But remember, clock is ticking. And he has an awareness of that clock. And we're racing against time. And the enemy is racing against time. And he's just trying to, he's just trying to hold you back from being what he called you to be. No, you remember what you did. You remember the person that you were. You remember the life that you lived. You remember all the junk that you are a part of. You remember, my God, my God. You remember what it was like when you didn't have God. And now you got God and you think you're somebody. But I wish the apostolic boldness will rise up in the house of God on a Sunday night that says God can use anybody. God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. Take my hands, God. Take my feet. I'm not worthy. I'm TikTok, but that clock is still ticking. And as you continue to let moments slip away, the enemy is cheering you on. Just stay inactive. You can't do it. Why would you waste your time? Somebody else is better than you. Somebody else can preach better than you. Somebody else can sing better than you. Let me preach to somebody right here, right now. This is not a competition. If I sing for God and you sing for God, we're on the same team. If I preach a sermon and you preach a sermon, we're on the same team. I wish a young preacher will get that in their spirit. That whenever your friend is up there preaching the gospel, you be right up front. Preach it on. Preach it on. that clock is ticking that clock is ticking time is not waiting for anybody it doesn't care what you look like it doesn't care how well you sing it doesn't care how well you preach if I can just keep them inactive if I can just keep the people wondering aimlessly if I can just keep the people distracted calling and purpose is over here but the enemy will try to take you so far away from that calling and purpose that God placed on your life that you won't even be able to see it anymore. That's what he did to Joseph. He threw him in the pit and Joseph had all of this stuff around him. But it's not about where you are. It's about whether you got the dream in your heart. You've got calling. You've got purpose. You've got ministry. You've got to operate right now between the numbers. 
wandering around. Man, asking myself the question, can God use anybody like me? Can God work through a vessel like me? Can God operate through somebody that comes from the mess and the junk that I come from? And we stay there paralyzed by fear and doubt and uncertainty. And all of these tools that the enemy will pull out on you. And you stand there and you are not moving. The key to the kingdom of God is movement. The key to the kingdom of God is just picking them up and putting them down. One day at a time. I wake up in the morning. I'm a child of God. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. I just got to get busy. You got to be conscious about your mortality. I'm not telling you every day to wake up thinking about death. What I'm telling you is wake up hoping that you can complete as much as you can complete on a Monday. Hoping that you can complete as much as you can complete on a Tuesday. My life is busy. To say the least. But I feel like Joshua sometimes because when you get this revelation of how little time you have, you're praying and asking God, God, can you just hold up the sun for just a little while? I'm here to tell somebody that you serve a God that's able to manipulate time because he created it. God, can you just hold up the sun for just a little while so I can get more work done in your kingdom? I'm frantically trying to do everything that I can. I'm frantically trying to go everywhere that I can. I'm frantically trying to live my life on purpose. When you get to that place, there's not enough time in the day. And you're almost like, God, can you just hold up the sun for a day so I can get more work done? And when you get to that place, God might operate for you. And the Bible says that God will restore the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm devoured. I'm here to tell you that God controls time even though the clock is ticking. God knows your intentions. God knows your And ultimately, God is the one. That writes the last number. Get busy about his kingdom. I've just come to tell somebody. Get busy about the kingdom of God. Get busy about the calling that's on your life. Get busy about your purpose. Hear me today. You have a gift I believe everybody under the sound of my voice has a gift. Somebody talked about it like this. They said a man walked around and he had wings on his back. And he never used them. And he died with wings on his back. And oftentimes I think that's how it is in real life. You have a gift for the world. You have something to give. You have something to contribute. In your time on this earth, somewhere along the line, you got to get past just a mediocre life. And you got to get to the place to live what God has called you to live. 
I was working my job. I was working, doing what I did, managing a company, helping with employees, just doing that every day. But the call of God got so strong on my life. There were moments where I was trying to struggle between being a youth pastor and my nine to five obligation and responsibility. And I believe in being a good steward wherever you are. If you work a job, you owe them nine to five. And you owe them to be the best that you can be there. But this conflict started happening in my life. Now, I'll never forget, God woke me up in the middle of the night and he said, right now, it's time for you to shift. I said, God, I don't. I don't have another job. I don't have another company. I don't have another way or means to make money. What are you doing, God? You're trying to wreck and ruin my life. But when he talked to me that night, it was as clear as day. Right now, in this moment, I'm about to purpose your life in a way that you can't even understand or comprehend. But you've got to move when God says to move. So I woke up early that morning. I told my wife, I said, look, babe, uh, this is what God told me as clear as day. God said it's time for me to shift. It's time for me to do something else. I had to go to my, my boss. I walked to him and I said, look, man, I don't know what's going on. And luckily he goes to my church. He's an apostolic. He was an apostolic. I walked to him. I said, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know what I'm going to do. But God is shifting me right now. As soon as I said that, he said, you know what? I want you to buy the company. The Holy Ghost spoke to me as strong as it did the night before. And he said, this is what I want you to do. And at the time, I didn't quite understand it. But I understand now that what God was trying to do is free up my time. I didn't have a revival book. I wasn't even preaching at a high clip. I probably preached two or three times in my life at that point. I had no clue what my life was going to be. But I know that God spoke to me that day. And he tried to shift my life in a way that I can be available for his kingdom. That I can start working in this time, this small amount of time that I have. God was trying to purpose me. God was trying to show me there's more to life than your nine to five job. There's more to life than waking up and doing the same routine. There's more to life than just passing the time. And I bought the company. And God started blessing us. And ultimately, it freed me up to be able to do God's work. I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. This is not even a sermon. I don't even know what this is. I just got a word from God. Here's what God told me. God told me that there are business owners in this house right now that have not stepped into the role or the calling that God has called you to. I'll tell you what he told me as clear as I'm standing here right now. God told me that there's a check on the other side of your fear. 
told me to tell you. Somebody's got to step into whatever he's created you to be. Whether that's a business owner, I don't know. Whether that's a ministry, I have no clue. I don't even know who I'm preaching to right now. I'm just telling you what God told me. That's all I can do as a preacher of the gospel. I'm just trying to deliver the mail to you. God said that when you stop being afraid and start stepping out and start walking in what I created you to be, that there's a check at the end of the line. I believe there are people here that if you step into what God told you to step into, you can write the check for whatever the church needs. telling you I've never preached this before God dropped this in my spirit and when he starts speaking these things to me I tried to shake it I tried to get away from it but I'm telling you right now somebody's got to get busy about the call somebody's got to get busy about that business that you put on the shelf I know there's a lot of qualifying statements right here but you just got to spend time with your pastor and you got to talk to God and let him work out the details but right now in this moment I just got to preach the gospel and let you know there's a call in this house there's a business opportunity in this house there's money that we don't have that somebody's got to stand up Somebody's got to stand up and take hold of the call. Somebody's got to stand up and get busy while it's day. Somebody's got to stand up and say, God, whatever you want me to do. God, I'm not going to waste my life away. Young person, I'm not going to waste another day. Every day has to have purpose. Every day has got to be a day. That is lived intentionally. The clock is ticking. Time is running out. We don't know how much time we have. But I want to get as much as I can done in the kingdom of God. In the house of God. And I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I wonder can we lift up our hands for just a moment right now. Somebody be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. God's speaking in this house. God's moving in this house. God's stirring up some hearts in this house right now. In this moment, God's going to put an idea in your mind. God's going to put a business idea in your mind. God's going to put ministry in your mind. God's going to purpose your life. And Come on, somebody. This morning, this morning, we preach you to climb up the mountain. Today, I feel like you're on the proverbial edge and the proverbial tipping point. And God sent a preacher on a Sunday night just to push you off the edge to get a hold of your calling, to get a hold of your ministry, to get a hold.
I'm here to preach to somebody that that ministry that God is calling you to, when you actually stand up and get a hold of it, there's people on the other side that have been waiting on you to get a hold of your calling, that have been waiting on you to get a hold of your purpose, that have been waiting on you to get a hold of what God has called you to do. I'm preaching to somebody. You've got to operate between the numbers. You've got to operate while it's day. You've got to get to work. You've got to move. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. I feel God wooing people. I feel God waking you up on a Sunday night, letting you know it's not okay to just pass the time, have hobbies, do all the things you like, but always remember the clock is ticking. God wants you to get a hold of what he's called you to do. God wants you to get a hold of who he's called you to be. in moments just like this that the disciples are just doing their nine to five just operating, fishing, doing the things that they did, working in the chronological and all of a sudden Jesus steps on the boat and in the middle of the program in the middle of their lives Jesus interrupts the program and brings a chirological moment. And in this kairos, this crossroads between the fullness of time of God and the fullness of time of man, there has to be a shift. He calls the disciples. He says, put down your nets. Follow after me. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. God will use what you're already doing to purpose your life in the way that it was meant to be purposed. But here's one of the greatest tools of all. I'll preach this right now and I believe that the Holy Ghost is going to sweep through this place in such a powerful way. But hear me right now. The enemy uses tools called logic and reason. Logic says that doesn't really make sense. Reason says it's not reasonable for you to leave all and follow after what God has called you to. Can I preach to you right now that there's something that God operates by that's bigger than logic and reason and it's called revelation and when you get a revelation 
that this is what God has called me to be and this is what God has called me to do, then it trumps all logic and it trumps all reason. Logic has left the building and reason has left the building. I want somebody to get on the edge of the mountain today and just say, I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do. I'm going to be what God has called me to be. I'm going to operate between the numbers. Can you stand with me all over this house? Can somebody come and make a declaration and make a decision right now? that says God I'm going to use my time wisely God I'm going to be what you called me to be God I'm going to do what you called me to do God I'm going to operate between the numbers I wish we can pray all over this house right now I wish there would be a cry that rises from this place. I wish somebody will get a hold of what God has called you to be, what God has called you to do. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me.